You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. And we got everybody here tonight. We got Nate, Micah, Andy. All here. Full house. Yeah, full house. So got a really good got a really good episode. I'm gonna start using your line. We got a good one for you tonight. We got a good one tonight. (laughs) Really? I'm sure we recorded a shitty one for him, you know. On purpose. Yeah. We got a good one tonight. But before we get into that, uh sponsor for the night, uh our buddies uh Cuddyback. Cuddyback Digital. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are, I mean, it's kind of late in the season, but if you're thinking about next year, actually they can't even use that code, dude. Yeah. It's probably over. <laughs> probably over. Yeah. It's probably by the time this. they hear this. Yeah. 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 So I'm not even going to tell you. So check them out. <laughs> I bet yeah. it still works. It might. Who I knows? had a yeah, little well, fun was... with my cuddybacks yeah, last week. Had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember getting the phone call. So, but <laughs> freaking not, the hell out. I mean, it goes to show, I mean, they're, they're not just for, uh, for deer hunting if you don't want them to be. So yeah, we, uh, Sitting there on a, oh, I don't remember what day it was of the week. It Wednesday. Was afternoon. And uh, get my. Wednesday about noon. About noon. <laughs> there you go. 1106. I, I get yeah. an email of my pictures. And I'm like, oh, cool. I got some pictures. Open them up. And then there's a dude walking in front of one of my cameras. Yep. And this particular property, I've never seen a human being on that property. They got to come from a long People way. that are supposed to be there. So I immediately. <laughs> you call me. Text people. Yeah. <laughs> call people. I'm like. Hey, are you home? Nope. Shit. And uh, I start driving, and I get uh, two more pictures, and then the dude is even further in the property, and he's standing right in front of my camera, my home cell camera, just kind of like standing there, which nobody can see me, just kind of oddly, right? Yeah. Just off to the side of it, almost like, and I'm like, shit, this guy is going to steal my cameras. That I mean, it's just made me wonder. So, long story short, we get there. The dude drove drove his uh, ATV through checking. The guy never touched my cameras. Yeah, still there. Never, never found the guy. Never even knew where he went, where he came from. But, uh, Could, really weird. Yeah, I, I vote we call him Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. It was funny what he was wearing. Gray sweatpants, 
a blue fan flannel and a Santa Claus beanie. A, a blue, a blue Santa, Santa Claus, Claus hat, and no no shoes. Probably sandals. I or think sandals or something's weird. And so actually, Maybe it's Crocs or something. The, funny is the first picture I got of him. You you know the famous uh, Bigfoot photo. Yeah. You know the looking at the camera, like the, the big arm swing walk. Yeah, I, I swear it's almost exactly that photo of that guy. Yeah, maybe did on purpose. Maybe knew. We were That's what I'm like, or he just noticed the camera that took a picture of him, and then. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny. So. Yeah, at least you didn't get anything stolen. Yep, I I was uh, and what's it? I'm getting ready to pull my cameras for the year, so I left those cameras out. I'm gonna move my home camera probably down to my mineral and mm-hmm. uh, kind of refreshing that and probably put some some stuff out after season's over and uh, take some inventory but about this time is when i start pulling my stuff yeah yeah and i mean not to just keep on rambling about kayback but i just wanted to tell you guys something so i every day you get a email that tells you the status of your cameras and all that it's called a report report i'm on 204 days and I still have battery life in all my camera. All my battery is That's okay. That's really impressive. I mean, yeah. Which we have the external packs. We, we have the external packs. packs. Oh, and the I, I D's. would highly recommend anybody that buys a Cuddyback system get the external packs. Oh, for yeah. sure. They're not that expensive. I don't No, they're recall. They're pretty reasonable. But, dude, it, it – If you're getting them for the purpose of not going into your, your prime spots – like you said, 240 days, and you have not had to go to that camera. Right. I changed the batteries on my home cell cam one time. Yep. That's because was, you wanted to, though, because it still said okay. No, it said low. It said the external The pack. external was low. Yeah. But my, my, my camera wasn't even Well, uh, that's what I'm low. on. My externals are out, so my, okay. I'm running on camera, but gotcha. my cameras are okay. So, so I'm damn near going to go six months, and I changed the batteries on my external pack on one camera one time. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. And I get a lot of photos throughout the summer. I mean, so it's, it's throwing a lot of photos at me. Yeah. Now the last month, dude, I, I sometimes don't get photos for two days. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. So check them out. They're awesome sponsor. Yeah. Um, today's show got our f- returning guest, uh, and friend Jeff Hooper on yep. do a little tales of the chase. <laughs> buddy Jeff comes on and uh, tells an awesome story about, uh, I guess, the freaking highs and lows that you can experience. Yeah, what a roller coaster for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sucks, and then, I mean, you know, I kind of lived it with him, I guess, through talking to him and text messages in both situations. And, you know, you feel like crap one moment, and the next moment, a week later, you see that same deer again. I mean, what a what a crazy story that he went through. I mean, we're not spoiling it. The photo tells everybody that he got the deer, and uh, just uh, how it happened is uh, kind of a testament to, I guess, sticking with it. You know, because he talks about it in the show how he really wasn't motivated opening well, I mean, day a rifle to go. Yeah, that, I mean that'll that. kind of take the wind out of your sails on, and you know, but it happens. <laughs> Can only imagine if that happened to me. Oh, I wouldn't want to. I, I would Dude. block your number. Yes, <laughs> I would you block are, it. You would be on your own. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you have to travel this path by yourself. <laughs> you are on this road on your own. Yeah, I mean, shit. This year, just waiting the 45 minutes to go look for his deer. <laughs> Holy! Let, no, no, no. Let Let's back up, my friend. 
it wasn't so much the waiting. It was I came home to pick the boys up and then got asked, well, you got time to put the Christmas tree up? So I had to sit there and put a damn Christmas tree up while I'm worried about a deer <laughs> out in the field. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, I guess it passed the time because I had to wait for you guys to get down and all that anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, what an awesome story. Jeff does a great job kind of articulating everything that happened, especially with the property and how everything laid out. And It's a hell of a show, so we're not going to waste much more time on this intro. We'll get right into it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us tonight, my buddy Jeff Wilper. What's going on, man? How's it going, bud? I'm not really going to introduce you this time because... You're a returning guest now. Oh, man. Everybody should know who you are, right? Uh, we got a, a, a awesome Tales of the... Basically, a Tales of the Chase episode, I would say. That's yeah. what we're going to call it. Yep. Uh, Jeff had a... Uh, cool experience. Crazy year. I, get, I mean, cool, crazy experience, cool year. Roller coaster. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, you should just be a host. <laughs> that's basically what you had happen is a up and down week... And he's not the only one, actually. I mean, we won't talk about it yet, but we know another guy that had the same thing happen that Jeff had happen this year. Uh, Tristan Williams. Yeah. The same thing happened that we uh, we know. Shot a buck and didn't know where it was and then saw it again a few weeks later and was able to make it happen. So um, so when we talk about today, today's um, story with Jeff, I mean, it really is just a matter of, what would you call it, Jeff? Perseverance? Luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, that works too. Yeah. I mean, I I thought for sure the coyotes had probably gotten to him or he was going to die of infection. You know, I didn't right. think I'd see him on his feet anymore. Right. Or uh, somebody may have got a shot at him. but Since even if he might have lived, that's right. sort of thing. I wasn't yeah. going in there planning on killing him, really. Right. You know, I was kind of down and out, really just going to go because it was opening day rifle season and wasn't going to shoot nothing. Everyone else was going. Right. Well, wasn't planning on shooting nothing unless it was really big. And, uh, yeah. Come to find out, he was still alive. Yeah. So let's let's tell this story. So, uh, as the listeners listening, if y'all remember, we had a show with Jeff about hunting small properties, and one of the properties Jeff talked about was this forty-five acres that he hunts. So, uh, obviously, it works, but to. For the listener, kind of explain to them how the property lays out. So as you're telling the story, you you know they can kind of paint themselves a picture. So it's 98% timber. I have two little small fields that I can plant in food plots up on top by the road. But the top five or six acres is up on top, and the rest drops off in the river bottoms. And there's a 200-acre farm to the south of me in the same chunk of river bottoms that the river runs alongside the south side of us. And she had quit planting it probably 15 years ago and put it in the wetland protection program. So it is an absolute jungle of willows. And and then my place is the same way. A bunch of our big trees have died. Mm-hmm. And so now the sunlight's getting to the bottom, and it is just the thickest little chunk. And come rut, it is completely full of deer usually. Because you don't, if I remember correctly, you don't touch. I mean, you don't even step foot on a good portion of of your spot right no usually i'll yeah. hunt up top 
them the couple little food plots I have, which is right off the road, easy access. Yeah. Definitely don't go in the bottoms. Uh, we hunted it uh, two weeks before rifle season around uh, Halloween. I took my boy, and he killed his first deer of crossbow. Oh, good job. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Shot a doe, and then uh, we'd seen one other buck. And then the weekend before rifle season, I went up on Saturday morning. Went up on Friday night, hunted up top, didn't see a deer, and then went down in the bottoms. I call it going down in the bottoms <laughs> because I just feel like – once you step in down there, you never know what you're going to see down in there. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, Saturday morning. Did uh, did Johnny kill his during youth weekend? Yes. That's well, I thought Caden and Johnny killed theirs about the same time. Was yes. it the same day? Saturday morning. Yep. They killed him. Caden's killed his Saturday night. Johnny killed his Saturday morning then. I think it would have been the 30th. Yep. Yeah. It was 30th. Johnny yeah, I do it. remember that now. Killed it with a crossbow. Same, same. So that was, a, that was a good day for both of us then. Yeah, we'd seen a good, uh, a decent buck right off the bat, and he was uh, on his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't so, paying attention. Yeah, so by the time we got up, and uh, probably could have tried to pull off a shot, but I didn't want his first shot to be at something like that. A tough shot where if it didn't work out, it could have crushed him. So. Right. And then the doe gave us the right opportunity, so he smoked her. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so he's hooked for sure. So that was two weeks before rifle, and then you were able to go, you know, bow hunting a little more. I mean, right? Usually, I usually take the f- back before kids and wife. I take the first week of November off. Mm-hmm. I've killed almost every deer. I've big deer that first week. So that first, the weekend before rifle season, usually the weekend that I go all weekend. Right. So, yeah, and of course you don't get to. I mean, you're like a lot of working people now that that got kids. You don't get to go as much as you used to. No. Plus, your property is. It's two hours. Two away. hours from where you live, so it's hard to just get off work and go. And yep, which I have done, but it's tough. It makes it harder. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then I mean, even if you get to, then once you're done hunting, mm. it's a two-hour drive home still. Especially the killing the one right at dark, and then it's <laughs> yeah. got to be at it's work long the next night. day. Yeah, <laughs> long night. I mean, I've done it. Don't get me wrong, but it yeah. could be tough. It's a it's a difficult call sometimes to the wife. Yes, uh, babe. <laughs> I know I said I'd be home by eight thirty. It might be more like tomorrow morning. <laughs> just, just never give a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home when I'm done. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I uh, went Saturday morning and uh, right off the bat, it's uh, kind of in the corner of the property. I don't go down there until uh, till the right time, till it's November. And it's the, uh, there's a tree line that runs back to the west that's about 40 yards wide. It connects connects with another chunk of timber and some crop ground and it uh to the north of that tree line is a big cow pasture wide open and to the south is flooded wetland stuff i mean they will cross that cow pasture but more than likely all the deer use that that tree line to get back and forth right and i get into the corner like on a southwest wind my wind's blowing or southeast wind the wind's blowing out into that cow pasture it's Mm -hmm. pretty much automatic it's a perfect spot use that as a pinch point, pretty much. Right. Yeah. All day. Especially or, uh, in a, or, or more like a funnel, like a travel corridor. Right. Especially I guess, in the rut, which, I mean, it could be all day long, just trading back and forth this big chunk of timber and wetland mm-hmm. with another big chunk. And it's a lot of trading back and forth. So, and it's a perfect entry, perfect exit. You hardly ever run anything out. So. Nice. Yeah. Makes for uh, a fun day, at least, because you probably see quite a bit. Yes, and it's uh, it's my number one tree. 
So <laughs> if I had to pick, I'd want to be in that tree. Please we don't, all, we please all don't have die. that tree. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Please right. don't die. Yeah. The honey hole yes. or whatever you want to call it. Which is south or southeast is perfect. Now, if it's north, that's, you know, blowing right to where yeah. they're trading back and forth. But Although this, this jackass right here, we were talking on a show a few months ago or whatever when you killed your second deer this year. He's never killed a deer out of the same tree in his life. Wrong with that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Always I mean, that's a, pretty cool. Always yep. a different spot. Yeah. Same same general area, though? Most, a lot of them uh, the same farms. Yeah, I mean, I mean mostly same farm uh, for the most part. But and I'm thinking right now, I just realized maybe my second and third deer ever might have been from the same one. You're a liar is what I you're could saying. could be. There might be two deer out of one stand. Freaking makes a liar out of me. I think there are. There, now I'm thinking <laughs> about it. But this is, I'm talking about like. You're talking about way, when you're like a kid. I'm talking about my second and third deer ever, so I would have been like 11, 12. Right. I, I mean, I'll give you a pass on that. Which I don't hunt that. I mean, I can't hunt where that is anymore. But, right. Uh, yeah, even even this year, two same farm, two different. Well, that's the number. Keep moving. Keep adjusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ha- one, well, the the bow one, I hung the stand on Saturday, killed the deer on a Monday right. out of the stand. I mean, yeah. just. Yeah. Well, this. Uh, I own this land for 20 years now, probably, and I didn't hang this stand until about five years ago. Yep. Just seeing how deer react and, you know, constantly. Start I got, figuring them out. Probably got 20 stands scattered over 40 acres. <laughs> Dude. But just just getting in and getting out was a big part of me, how yeah. I can get out of there and get in there without running it out. And, heck, just this year, I've already spotted another tree that I want to try. Dude, and I'm I'm down for like running and gunning is fun. I yeah. get it, but and I'm just talking about where I hunt, and I'm sure it's the same where you're at. Yeah, I want to be right here, but that tree is hot shit. Right. <laughs> you know, so if you want to be in that tree, you're gonna have to do a lot of work to that tree right. to get something into that tree, and you're not doing it at five o'clock in the morning in the dark with a little handsaw and you know a stand on your back. Some a lot of times, so. I will, you know, it's just sometimes that's how it is. I mean, some right. farms got all kinds of trees that you can hang yeah. in, some don't. But uh, when you, you know, when you've been hunting or own something for 20 years like you, that's how I would want to do it. I just, I'd have tr- stands all over the damn place. Well, you're constantly <laughs> learning, I think, yeah. every hunt, how, especially when you can get in and get out and see deer and then filter through without you ever knowing there. That's the name of the game. Right. right. Like that seven acres right over here. Mm-hmm. I had three stands on seven acres that <laughs> you could see the stands from, from the one other another. One. Yeah. Right. But just figured out how the perfect tree where I can get in there and get out. I had one that I'd see deer in, but once they got behind me, they always smelled me and blew and ran off. Mm-hmm. You're blowing them out of there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I was still trying to figure out the perfect entry and exit on that little spot and tree. Like micro adjustments matter. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we lost a bunch of trees up north. I don't know if it was a flood or the bugs, ash bug or whatever, but a lot of my big trees have fallen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took two of my old stands were in trees that have died now. So, which sucks, but kind of helps too. I mean, it gives them more thick cover and bedding. Oh, but. Twice as thick as what it used to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, unless that sun hit the ground. So. Yep. Which I think the deer love that. Oh, yeah. The thicker mm-hmm. the better to me. The turkey hunt's kind of going downhill. It's almost too thick for turkeys to be in there. Really? But uh, the deer absolutely love it. Hmm. So. Well, especially where you're talking about that November time frame. I mean, that's when the does are still, they're, they're going to that hiding phase where they're finding the thickest stuff they can. 
and they go in the, the Bucks go in after him. Absolutely. I mean, so that's where I think you have an advantage there. That thick, gnarly stuff is those are running from Bucks. They're hiding. I mean, they're harassed. They're they're yeah. going to go find the thickest place they can, and the Bucks are going to go in there after them. And I think the Bucks kind of when they do lock down with a doe, I think they will take them in that stuff. The mm-hmm. Bucks will to get away so they can be left alone. So yep. they're not nobody else is. Yeah, coming it's to, like this yeah. merry-go-round where. The does don't want the bucks messing with them, so then they go hide. And then when a buck finally gets a doe locked down, he don't want no nobody messing with anything. Right. So then they go. He takes her and hides. Which uh, yeah. years ago, I watched a small buck and like three does bed up in some thick stuff, and they stayed there for like seven hours. Yeah, got up, would eat some acorns, and then lay right back down. And he was right on them every time they stood up. He'd stand up with them. Mm-hmm. You're but, not going nowhere. <laughs> you, ready yeah. back you, down. you ready? You you ready? You know, if you if I. <laughs> There was four deer within 100 yards of me. I mean, I could barely catch them every now and again with my binox, but mm-hmm. I would have never known they were there, and they never left. Yeah. You know, So, yeah, thicker the better in my eyes. But Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think on a deer's perspective, they live, you know, five feet and under. Right. You know, so if it's nice and thick for them, they love it. You right. Know, so. Which the uh, – when I first bought that, that 200-acre farm to the south was they planted it. They fought the flood a lot. They fought the water a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody else bought it, and they just turned it into the wetland, and they hadn't touched it probably in 15 years now. You think that's helped or hurt you that it's not food anymore uh, and it's wetland stuff? Well, the neighbors that owned it before hunted. So so the people that's bought it now, they do hunt, but they own a bunch of ground, and they kind of spread out. So mm-hmm. it's not like there used to be four people there every rifle season. Right. And there are four trees. <laughs> You know, so it was definitely tougher. That's why I started bow hunting because they were there bow hunting more because rifle season was just tough because they were all around me and I just. You're surrounded by it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when I go bow hunting, they weren't there and I was seeing twice as many deer. And then I got a light bulb. I'm right. going to start taking mm-hmm. the stick and screen. Right. And yeah. then that just got the, I want to kill big deer with my bow. And then she sold it. And then uh, now it's gotten even better, I think. Nice. Right. I mean, it's thick. And uh, like I said, there was definitely more turkeys around when those were fields. Right. But uh, they're still around. But So where is the closest food then to you? How far from where you're hunting? So to the north across the road, I mean, in just right across the road is beans. Well, okay. was beans this year. Now down in the bottoms, I call the bottoms, the, the draw that I'm talking about, it's probably three or 400 yards to the to the corn. But they've got food on pretty much either side of you then. Yes. And then all the acorns then, they'd ever want to eat too. Right. And, right. But like I said, I wait till November and then uh, that's it's just a perfect spot. The mm-hmm. trading back and forth and then it's thick enough like seems like there's a little thick spot on my place right behind me that it's not much bigger than 30, 40 yards wide by 80 yards long but thick as can be with some grass growing in it and some cedars. And it seems like they always end up in it. You yep. wouldn't think they would, but yep. especially when there's a doe, it seems like when a buck's with the doe, they always end up coming in that little chunk. It's uh, it's, my top part of my land is like a U shape, so I'm on the corner on the end of the U. Yeah, it's looking so they can see down in the bottoms. Yep, it's thick. Behind them is the cow pasture, and it's just and I get to slip in there right on the corner, and it's a perfect little spot. How many times have you seen a buck take a doe into the smallest little, you wouldn't even think it, right? right. I mean, just from 10 foot wide by 10 foot wide, just two trees and some bushes, and he's got her in there because 
get away from nobody me. knows I'm here with her right, or right. whatever. Don't have to run off a bunch of little bucks and everything else. Yep. Yeah. So on to the morning I shot the deer. It was mm-hmm. Saturday morning, uh, right off the bat. Uh got in a tree, didn't kick nothing out. Uh a small eight pointer. The path that comes from my right or from the west comes through that draw and once they get into the bigger chunk of timber it pretty much forks where they can either come right underneath me like a 12 yard shot they go straight it's about a 40 yard shot and if they turn right it's uh i don't have a shot but more than likely they come left or straight and the first one did come right underneath me probably 115 inch eight pointer and then probably a minute after him i could see the rat coming knew for sure it was a shooter right off the bat and never did even kind of look at his rack again. Mm-hmm. And then I could tell pretty quick that he was going to take the 40-yard path. And I don't shoot – I don't like shooting past 30 yards. Yeah. I'm, I got an old bow. I like him close. <laughs> and I, I mean, was already in I my – all of us bow hunters prefer him close. Oh, right. Yeah, but, but, you know, some people shoot 40, 50, 60. I'm – Don't love doing I'm that. not as confident – Shooting at 40 yards for sure. Right. And I was already in my head thinking he's taking the 40-yard path. I know he is. When the mm-hmm. first buck went right underneath right. me. Which, still, I can make that shot. I sure. shoot it all the time. And uh, he come to the opening just, just like, I mean, you playing it. Grunted, stop, shot, and I thought I hard shot him at first. I mean, the flight of the arrow looked perfect, but when it hit him, you could definitely, it was a louder whack than normal. mm you know, you could hear. It had some sound to sound it. Sound to yeah. it. And uh, when he took off, he ran straight away from me, and I could see his left leg was hanging kind of almost backwards, really. Mm-hmm. And I could see the arrow sticking out quite a bit, but I thought I had enough penetration that it may have got through the shoulder and then hit the opposite shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he ran about 60 yards and stopped. I could just see his back end, and his tail was flickering every now and again. And he stood there for probably 10 minutes, mm. which the first little buck that had come by me, he – had seen that buck run off, and he went down towards him with his ears pinned back and all bristled up. Like, he, <laughs> like, like he he'd ran that deer off, I think, is what that deer was thinking. Because then uh, that little one, or the smaller buck, got within probably five yards of him. And then he kind of just veered off finally. Leave me alone, Chuck. I'm, I'm going through some shit right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> so, and then finally he kind of turned turned left, and I seen him just kind of walk off, really. Uh-huh. Like it went from I smoked him to – Oh, no. Man, oh, that, shit, he's that, still going. That arrow really wasn't in there that far to, heck, he just walked off like nothing was wrong, really. Which, it's so thick, I could, you can only catch glimpses of him here and there. It's not so, like. Yeah, it's hard to tell what he's actually right, doing. Like, yeah. I was talking to my dad. I'm like, I can't tell you if he was a 10-pointer or 12. I don't even know, I don't even know what he was. Cause he I, might ne- be 220 inches. I, I never <laughs> looked back at his racket to try to count points. And right. Once, once, once you establish he was a shooter, your focus, yeah. Especially, I still get buck fever every. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've killed a handful of good deer, and I still. Oh my god. I still, a handful. <laughs> I still lose it, man, when it gets to be that time, man. But uh, I'm not letting you go buy a handful. So, <laughs> a few. A few more than a handful. <laughs> so after he went to the left, like I couldn't see him again. It's just too thick, you know. So, and this was first ten minutes of light. I mean, it just. Just I, I was going to ask you, I couldn't remember if I you mean, said that or not. It, I mean, it just just got light. So, didn't call nobody yet because I wasn't confident. I've made that yep. mistake, you know. I've, so, I sat there till I think almost 10 o'clock. I think three hours. Mm-hmm. And then, really, the deer was moving great. I mean, I saw deer all morning. Same, same path, same thing. A uh, couple decent bucks. 
uh, I think I ended up seeing like eight bucks that morning. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, because no. I'm trying to w- remember what time when you called me. Probably 10 o'clock or something. You, I know. I think you called me after uh, the story you're getting to. Right. The, rest, the second part of the so story. So I'd gotten down at 10, yeah. 10 and I was going to take my time. Uh-huh. And uh, I just. So that was at least what? Uh, three hours probably? For after sure, three hours. First yeah. light then? Yeah. After the shot then? By the time I got to where he was standing and found the blood, it was 10.30. So it was mm-hmm. three and a half hours. And uh, not great blood. Definitely I could not find the arrow. Mm-hmm. I looked forever for the arrow. Could not find it. And uh, since it floods all the time, there's logs wash up. I mean, I don't know how many times I stopped and buy knocked logs that I was thinking was the back of the mm-hmm. deer. You know? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, just over and over. And it, I would get to little sloughs that the water had sat in and so nothing could grow. Mm-hmm. And then you could find a little blood there or I could find his track. But once he got out of that slough, it was so damn thick you couldn't hardly. And if it's that thick, a lot of times it's wiping the blood off of yeah. it. Once it wipes. I mean, right. it has to pump blood all the way back down his leg generally. And right. it just takes, you know, several yards. Right. Yeah. So we, I'd gone probably 100 yards, and he'd kind of made it out of that chunk of timber to where the first field would have been, which is now all overgrown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not the stalled tall timber that I'm in. It's, And I kind of had a feeling of where he was going. And it, it's probably pushing 1130 now like I was – leaning against trees for 10 or 15 minutes, just kind of looking, taking my time. And in between two of the fields down there, there's a washout that when it floods, I think all the water, when it's going down, washes out through this little – Kind of drains out that way. Through this little tree line that's in between the two old fields. And over time, it's washed out. We're closer to the river. It's 12 foot deep. Oh, damn. Like straight up and down. Mm -hmm. And I've killed deer that have gotten there and bedded up and died right there where they they couldn't cross it. We're up – where I was at, it just starts off as a ditch. And the closer you get to the river, the deeper it gets. Deeper, yeah. So I was wondering if I he was bedded up by that. That's the ditch I was on that I was kind of – by this time I'd lost blood. Yeah. and Or gave up on blood because it was so hard. Right. And I was walking down that ditch kind of just still hunting. You're, yeah, you checking your spots. Right. So – and I'd gotten uh, – I think I on, on X, I think I'd gone like 500 yards. And I kicked him up. Which oh. didn't know for sure it was him, but from that ditch, at that ditch, he was right where I thought he would be, yeah. bedded up right next to the ditch. I mean, how, the, how close had you gotten to him before you? Well, that deer before you bumped it, forty yards. He stood up. Damn, that's what's. I mean, they they can hide themselves so damn good. And uh, I almost could get a sh- if one tree limb, I could have got a shot at him because he stood there for a minute and a half, really, just standing there. Like I don't know if he got a good look at me. Or caught my wind or whatever. He said, that's that Jeff asshole. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you done broke one leg, man. Leave me alone. (laughs) And uh, I tried to move to the right so I could fling an arrow at him. And he did go down that ditch and come up the other side. And, I mean, I could see his back end. So now he's into the next little field that is a million little trees the same size. Mm -hmm. And he kind of went into that and then veered left, kind of coming back towards my land, which – he's either going to have to cross the river or cross that ditch again. Mm-hmm. So I had a feeling that he was going to be in the corner of that ditch and where that river meet. On the other side. On the other side of that ditch, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't think 
I didn't think he'd cross the river, and I didn't think he would cross back across that ditch unless he had to. Mm-hmm. So I just leaned up against the tree there. This is probably 11.30 noon now. I had a lunch packed. And I think that's when you called me. I just sat yeah. down, ate my lunch. I gave him another two and a half hours. But at this point, I didn't think that I was going to find him dead. I if thought he I was felt good have enough to, to cross that ditch. Right. That's what got me. And he popped up it and like. Was he dragging that leg anymore? It so thick i you couldn't tell not yeah. not as bad as what it looked like when he was running i think that's arrow was still maybe in him when i first saw right. him when i shot him but at this point i thought i was gonna have to get another arrow in him and this was saturday i had prior stuff to do on sunday <laughs> family family yep. stuff and then i got to go back to work monday and then so it would have been rifle season before i could have made it back up there now i don't want to just stomp through there and bump them out but i'm gonna put the mm-hmm. best chance i got in to find them today, today today is the day i gotta right. try to make this happen so i yeah. went into pretty much ground hunting him as slow as possible mm-hmm. i'd crossed after i think i get two and a half hours i had some other deer coming on me there was deer it was that day mm-hmm. man there was deer running everywhere. Yeah, everywhere and then i hadn't been down there which i'm on the neighbors now mm-hmm. which uh i haven't been down and my bottoms are down in there and years years which like I, a new place for you anyways. right yeah. which i hadn't been down there and I, I hadn't seen it with all i mean it's twice as thick as what it used to be twice as tall now you know right it used to be bean and corn beans and corn so hmm. i kind of yes. enjoyed it i leaned against the tree just kind of take a look around i had a pretty nice eight pointer chasing doe coming on me and uh hmm. i think it was about one or two i gave him another two and a half hours and i wanted to Make sure I didn't run out of light. I wanted to make sure I had time if I did get another arrow into right. him that it's not pitch dark. So I cross the ditch, get into the other side now. And this field's probably only maybe 75 yards wide, which it's not a field anymore. But And then there, there's the river. The river starts bending back west. And then the river makes pretty much a 90. And there's a pipeline there. And they are working on the pipeline. Chainsaws are going. <laughs> And they always, they're always messing with the pipeline. Sure. And that, that buck, the, the eight pointer chasing the doe was within 125 yards of these people. Didn't care. Chain, no. Yeah. Which I mean, they, that's so thick in there. They're not, right. then people couldn't see him. They're on the other side of the river there, but I didn't think he would go that way because of that. Right. And then when I last saw him, he was bending back kind of towards my land. So I started down. I stayed within about 10 yards of that ditch I'm talking about. And I would go every couple big trees and lean up against a tree, by knock, and just watch. And I got to within about 40 yards of that corner where I thought he was going to be. And four does stood up. They were bedded up right in there. And uh, they filtered through. And then I got down to almost the corner mm-hmm. to uh, – like, man, he must have crossed the ditch or he crossed the river or he doubled back and went west towards where they were working on the pipeline. Yeah. And about that time, like, cubby oh. of quail blowing out of there. Yeah. Was it um, was it wet or dry? It was dry. Which sucks for you on right. that, in that situation. Which yeah. I got in on them does. I, I could have shot a couple of them does. They were within range. I mean, right. I was taking it slow, and it's thick. And, I mean, the wind was uh, in my favor. That's good. The way I yeah. was going. But he was – I don't – I found his bed where he was at, and there was a little blood. Like, it would have been a miracle to see him and him not see me and then try to get a shot on him. Right. I mean, it was in 
five foot tall weeds and he was right on the edge of the river like two feet from the river and probably six foot from that ditch so he went right to that corner where i thought where he's not going to cross it unless he has to Mm -hmm. right right by the time he blew out of there startled me you know (laughs) and i grabbed my bow like this ain't gonna happen man and he and at this time he was running down the edge in between of like the river trees that are huge in the thick trees there's a little gap which used to be the old edge of the field and i had a good look at him and he ran for 200 yards and then bent left and went right across the pipeline so i watched him run a long ways onto the next neighbor's house and so then, you're like yeah this no, guy ain't not today yeah. not today it ain't happening you know not today and i walked that way and uh like where he went and I, I have never talked to that neighbor now we're talking we're seven eight hundred yards from where i shot him right quite a long ways that's the way he took he's probably traveled that far Mm -hmm. which he kind of come back west to where this all began right but the last time i saw him he bent around the river and crossed the pipeline onto the other neighbors at a pretty good run too like yeah yeah this ain't that was the moment uh i'm guessing your emotions went from well i mean you had the first high Right. You started dropping, dropping, and then you probably just hit rock bottom about right. that point. Well, I'd come to the conclusion that I'm going to have to get another arrow in them today yeah. or this thing. The right. coyotes are going to get them. Or if I had talked to the farmer when I left and said, hey, you know, anybody finds a deer or you find anything, you know, I've got an arrow in one, but I can't find it. So, yeah. Yeah, I was bummed. <laughs> On the way, I declared I was going to buy a new bow. Right? No, I that, said that's when you called me. Yeah, that's right. I, said, I, I got that wrong. I said I was gonna start crossbow hunting. I'm, says, I'm done bow hunting. He calls me on his way home. He goes, "I'm done. I'm buying a crossbow." <laughs> or no, you got one already. Yeah, so my boy. I'm just crossbow hunting. Screw this. <laughs> well, we we send crossbow memes to one another like <laughs> quitter. Yeah. <laughs> Which if you hunt a crossbow, that's great. Whatever. But yeah, we're not. We're just. I'm not to a crossbow stage yet. So, right. but I was there that at that moment. I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm. I want to shoot 400 feet per second of these yeah. sons of bitches. Yeah. Have you guys so. seen the new one? Uh, T- Ten Point just came out with one. I've heard I of that so, one. Yeah. The, it's like uh, 550 feet per second. I think, dear Lord. My, uh, one Holy of my in-laws had shot it, and like he was hitting at 100 yards like a tight group. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, some of those, like the Raven and stuff, are already saying like sub-three-inch groups at 100 yards. But oh, yeah. this is supposed to be 550, the fastest crossbow on the market. That's what I was going to buy. And, dude, I was <laughs> when that deer crossed the pipeline, yeah. I said, I'm done. Yeah. Which I, I shoot a Matthews. It, I love it. I've killed every deer on my wall with it. Yep. You know, it's 16, 17 years old. Yep. There ain't could, nothing wrong with that. I could blame everybody. I oh, mean, yeah. It was yeah. my own fault. But I was down and out. And I put my took my quiver off, put it in my backpack with my arrow sticking up uh, <laughs> yeah, on the story. outside of my backpack with the yep. strap. So when this all got done, when I finally seen him around the corner and committed to like this ain't happening, I was sweating. I was going to take some of my layers off and put it in my backpack. I take my backpack off, and I must have hit a limb, and it peeled all the arrows out of my quiver. <laughs> oh, shit. And I never knew it. So I have a quiver of no arrows. Oh, so no. That was my mind. I'm buying a crossbow, I'm man. Done. I'm done. I've got I lost all my arrows. Three, the deer ain't dead. The three rages are laying somewhere. I mean, that's 50 bucks of broadheads laying somewhere. <laughs> so this roller coaster is at the bottom of all bottoms right here. I'm sweating. I'm, and then you got to stomp out of this. <laughs> jungle to get it. back to the truck so yeah and this was saturday afternoon you want to talk about walk of shame mm. that's that's 
that's the ultimate walk. That, of that's shame a that's you, a rage walk. So, I know that. Right, right, ra- right. Not I, the broadhead walk. That is a angry rage walk. Right. And the two boys, my boys, are just so excited. And they, I called my wife. I said, "Don't tell them." Because I don't know yet. I knew I wasn't confident, uh-huh. and they'd found out about it. So where's he at? Well, I uh, and then dad's a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, not coming so home today. They they didn't understand. What do you mean you couldn't find it? And yeah, it was. I was bummed, really bummed. And uh, come out of there. I think I grabbed a couple of my SD cards on the way out. Come home, and I I don't think I ever had him on camera. Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Which I don't kill a lot that I have on camera just because I hunt that first couple of weeks in November. You're right. picking up so much random stuff running around. Yeah, new stuff. Well, the, just like that. that I seen eight, breaking loose. eight bucks that morning, and then who knows where they come from. You right. know, a couple, like a pretty nice big six-pointer that I know I've never had pictures of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought I'd never see him again. And by this point, he was running away from me five or 600 yards off my property right. and running the opposite direction. Who knows when he stopped? Right. right. I I figured he probably wouldn't die for a couple of days. I thought the coyotes probably maybe bring him down or he'd end up dying from infection or whatever. Right. So, like, on the way out, I ran into the were farm. You, were you pretty certain that he would probably die, or did you think he might live? I was – Obviously, I, we know the answer now. Right. I didn't think he'd die from the shot. Like, right. bleed out and die. Like, you just got one lung or you just – you know what I'm saying? Like right. that. It was more the coyotes get on him. And he can't get out of a ditch like that or something, or right. he gets hung up somewhere, or eventually infection or something would have got him. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah. not, I didn't picture him dying the next day from bleeding out or nothing. And that's a shit feeling to have as a, you know, right. a bow hunter, right? Like that's the, the that's worst. not how we want to do it. No, the worst. Shit I mean, happens, unfortunately, but to yeah. the point where you want to buy a crossbow and you don't want to do it no more. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you this, though. When Caden shot his deer with his crossbow, we had shot it, you know, in practice and all that, right? I must not have, you know, recognized it when we were practicing at home, but when when he pulled the trigger on that deer, I was not ready for how fast that freaking thing was going to oh, be. No. And that thing only is like a three sixty or what? Right. I don't even have a. It's not an expensive crossbow. Right. And I was just like, holy hell, that thing just yeah. rocketed out right. of there. That was like Johnny's. I really didn't even see that arrow. No, I, I didn't even see it hit like, the deer. I think he was probably eighteen yards. I mean, I could just see the whole rip through the dough, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> right through it. I'm like, you smoked her, buddy. And then, yeah, I feel like my forty yard shot. I could see my arrow like this. You had, know? The, had the arch. <laughs> yes, that's what. Maybe it's in my head, but that's <laughs> when on the way out. I am done with this bow. It had nothing to do with the bow. You know, I've killed a right. basement full of deer with it, but I was done with it. I didn't have no arrows, anyways. <laughs> they were bow scattered the out over. Where, that bow the whole time's like screw you jeff it's not my uh, fault yeah. yeah so i i'd sent some texts to people then it was the he's still alive had to be sent out to everybody and i was bubbed and i didn't yep. make it back out that week uh i had one uh cell camera out that sends it to your phone never got a which i didn't figure i would get a picture of him and uh i figured it was never see him again <laughs> I feel like my 25-year-old bow takes a minute to go 40 yards. <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I was angry, man. <laughs> I would like to shoot a new bow and see what the difference is. I'm, I'm trying. So- to- <laughs> sorry when I said that. I was angry. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a good excuse to just go along and buy a crossbow. <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I was upset. Hey, I, I felt your pain. I, I understood uh, it. Lost all my damn arrows while looking for the deer, too. <laughs> That was just a kick in the balls on the way <laughs> that out. Is, that is. That's take my backpack off, and I see my quiver. I said, 
where the hell's all my arrows? Oh, man. Did you end up finding them? No, or they, well, gone? I mean, trying to backtrack that. Right. Forget about it. You yeah. know, it's, it's not worth it. No, hell no. At that time, you're pissed off. You ain't no. going to find it. No. Roller coaster came down fast. <laughs> I'm reliving this right now through my text messages. So Nate's over here going through his phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he got it. Oh, man. Which, yeah, by by that time, but Dusty, I'd talked to Dusty, and he kind of had a gut feeling like this ain't going to end up good if you're still – which by the first time I kicked him up and watching him cross that ditch, I had a feeling I was going to have to get another arrow on him anyways. Right. So. <laughs> I won't say the word, F it, I'm becoming a crossbow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm probably going to still bow hunt next year. I probably <laughs> yeah. You calm so, down. Well, turned out rifle season brought the roller coaster back up. So. Hey, my negative ass has no room talking, right? Oh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you've seen some of the stuff he sends. Oh, oh I know. He calls oh, I send it. it to him, too. Yeah, I've hunted 60-some hours or whatever, you know, <laughs> seen a million deer probably. There ain't no bucks. I can't get one to kill them. Like, <laughs> All the deer are gone. Yeah. <laughs> the neighbors. Oh, yeah. man. I've hunted three days, Nathan. Enjoy it, bud. <laughs> Uh, Here's one gunshot. Yep, they're dead. Oh, Neighbor yeah. killed him. Yep. They, they shot their gun once. <laughs> every gun is a 12-pointer. Every every gunshot. I still love when Pat's Nate, like... there's a gun range over the hill. <laughs> I still love when Pat's like, dude, you texted me at 7.30 in the morning. Welp, <laughs> noob and reptile are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. What you do got to kind of get in that funk sometimes where you, you it gets grindy. Back when I hunted a lot more, but it can be, yeah. Gets the as soon as it's over, you can't wait for it to start over again as much as you're right. tired of doing the grind. But so, so I, was that you hadn't hunted then from I mean, when that ended, that was Saturday, yeah, to the next the next day you hunted, right? Right, that's what I thought. You didn't Saturday, hunt all week, no, I had to work, didn't make it up. So, rifle season opening morning, it's a long week, yeah, <laughs> which I was bummed. Like I said, I didn't plan on. I really didn't want to shoot nothing unless it was really big or uh, mm-hmm. my boy had already killed a deer. We had some deer meat, and I wanted him to come up again too so or try again with his crossbow. So Right. But then uh, right off the bat, opening morning uh, early, uh, I sat on the other side of the 48.5 acres. So same kind of concept in the corner, but I'm on the opposite side now. I'm on the east side. I come down the river, and it's right where the up top and the river bottom, there's a logging road that goes down and kind of meets. Same kind of concept, except I'm on – different kind of wind and uh i gotta ask just because what gun what caliber 270 okay 270 seiko shot it it was my grandpa's gun and then my dad's and now mine i almost every i don't day. think i've ever seen a seiko like physically seen one yeah it's a i love it yeah kind of do you know what kind of glass you got on it mm, redfield i think it's been the same old scope for like, years Take it out. Just old trusty. Yeah, shoot it once to make sure it's on, and then usually <laughs> shoot it once at one deer, and that's it. <laughs> Put it back in safe. Right, I absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm done shooting does with my rifle, so I, it, like I said, it usually gets shot two times a year, mm-hmm. hopefully. You know, once at a target, once at a buck, especially now that the kids are hunting. Uh, yep. I don't need to be chasing meat anymore. They're going to be stacking them up, hopefully. So. Sounds like it. Right. Yeah. So the doe come uh, out of the super thick stuff into my river bottom, big doe by herself which I thought she was, and I mean, it's still pretty dark, but then I see another body behind her, and I could see it, like, hopping, like, limping, and I'm thinking, no way, you know. Yeah. I can't tell it's a buck yet, but I could tell the body it looks like, reminded me of an old three-legged dog hopping on its front leg. <laughs> oh, right? man, yeah. Right, I'm like, holy cow, no way, you know, and then I did catch a glimpse of the rack and knew it was big, and then I 
was pretty confident it's got to be the same deer. You know, what's the odds of that? And he was trying to keep up with the doe. She was probably 30 yards ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I got the scope on him the first – it's so thick, the first little opening, and I couldn't get couldn't get him to stop. And then the second time he stopped and I pulled the trigger, he spun to the left to run a little bit, and then I just caught a glimpse of what I thought of him going down. And then that's it. It was, you know, you don't get a whole lot of visual on running away when it's like that thick. That thick, yeah. Yeah, so, and this is right off the bat. And then I text Dusty, our friend. I was like, I'm pretty sure I just shot that deer. I shot with my bow. (laughs) And uh, I sat there for an hour. I didn't want to get out. I'm like, I just had visions of I don't want to kicking go him again. up again, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, same thing. Yeah, and it was early, and the deer were still moving. Same, I could have sat there all day. Yeah. But, and uh, I got out and uh, slowly walked that way, and he ended up dying probably 20 yards from where my boy's doe died, hmm. which he was on the opposite side of my, which ain't a long ways, but on the opposite side of the my chunk of land and probably 500 yards from where I last saw him. So, you know, who knows where he'd been that whole week, you know. Especially, and, and, you, and it was it was it was obviously him. Oh yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, I got up on him, and he had a big rage two inch flat cut in his in his uh, leg up high enough where I think if it would have got it centered the bone and never made it out of the bone, pretty much it made it about three quarters of the way through the bone, and then the bone split up and down. And uh, never in, never entered his body at all. So you right? think his leg was back maybe when you shot? Instead yes. Of, you know, if his leg would have been fo- stepping forward, yes. you would have cleared it. Because you said you thought you had a perfect heart shot. Right, absolutely. So if that leg was back, yeah. Absolutely. Because there's a picture where, like where he's on the ground. And, like, if you would take your rifle and put that hole right there, that deer ain't going That's where you years. wanted to go. Right, yeah. absolutely. A little low. You know, I, that's low. It's a heart shot. Low and in the armpit. Yep. But, like you said, that leg back, you move it forward. You it's know, wide open bow shot that yeah. could have been perfect. Yeah, but for it to center that bone, the odds, and not be able to graze off it one way or the other, you know, yeah. and not penetrate that bone. But I mean, that's yeah. I mean, and it's like I said, you could when I moved its leg, his bone was like splintered up and down. It was mm. above his knee, but below the actual shoulder blade. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you, do you know, I mean, you might not, but do you know, like, what, how heavy an arrow you're shooting? No. And any idea, like, how fast your bow is anymore? I'd say slow, but. <laughs> What's your draw length, do you know? I think 28. What type of bow is it? It's Matthew it's Switchback Matthews. XT. Yeah. It was one of first those went good to, bows. I mean, yeah, yeah those I are love sweet it. bows. And the bows that I've held, which has been years ago, mm-hmm. I was going to upgrade. I just didn't like the feel of them. Right. Yeah. They almost felt like a kid's bow. It was almost too little and too light and right yeah, i love it it uh i may not buy a new bow anyways keep shooting <laughs> just buy some more arrows but uh yeah i used to have a matthews adrenaline that is really similar to those right oh, dude I, I wish i never would have got rid of it well this was the first year they went to the horizontal limbs yeah and then i think after that they went to the split limbs yep and then every year it's something new now but oh yeah i mean i would guess would you what are the arrows you shoot Easton axis so I would I would say he's probably at least four hundred and fifty grains. That's what I'd or, estimate. Yeah. It's a small diameter arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but usually those small ones are pretty thick around the inside to give them the right flex. And they got a decently stiff spine because mm-hmm. of that too. So I was I mean, I would say you're probably at least four fifty. And probably has an outsert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred grain yeah. Uh, hundred Which grain I've rage. killed since I've been shooting rages for since a long time. Yeah. 
I shot a muzzy like four blade fix for uh, some years, and then I've been shooting uh, rages two in, uh, two blade rages for every deer I've killed almost. Is this gonna make you switch? Or are you gonna keep with them? I think I may try something different. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Andy's I'm gonna an go answer. ahead and say because I, I think most people listen know that I shot mine in the shoulder, and we had. One, John John Lusk is that John it? Lusk. Yeah. Yes, sorry, the name was failing me yep. on the podcast, and he did the you know he does broadhead the broadhead testing. reviews testing, and I was taking a Rage Colorado elk hunting. Right. I said, forget it. I've had you know all these different ones. I was going to take a Rage. I wanted a blood trail. Next thing I shot, I wanted it to bleed. Right. Because those things have massive blood trails, massive holes, massive holes. And he just made a comment, said, "Hey, if you like those, like you like the Rages, check out these severs. They're made from different metal." They're stronger. You know, for all my tests, you know, the, right. they hold up better. The Severs actually won every one of the mechanical tests that he's done. Honestly, they look almost identical they to a chisel similar. tip rage. Right. right. And they work just as good. And they have a cool pivot system with them. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of neat that if it does hit a bone, so which in your case, you squared it up. I don't think it's any going right. around pivoting left or right to where the, the blades will, will kind of teeter and allow you to slide past, say, a rib or slide past something like that. So I used to shoot the chisel tip rages. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would have done a difference. Because the hypodermics come to a point. Right. I yeah. mean, where if it did hit that, it kind of started another, itself in there and couldn't. Another big difference is, I'm guessing your arrows are around 550 grains. Yeah, mine are pretty close to 550. And you're shooting a bow that's at least right around 290 feet per second at least. I'd say I, I've never chronoed it, but yeah, I would that. say Mine's that bow is like, probably forty feet per second faster than Jeff's. Oh, for sure, just because of draw length alone. Yeah, and then I mean, just older. You bow. got a brand new Matthews uh, VXR. VXR. I mean, Ooh. you're talking and I'm left-handed, so that adds like oh sure. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how much like you know coefficients. So that you adds, know speed and and weight and handedness and handedness. Yes, <laughs> dexterity. Sorry, dexterity. And your shot was eleven yards. My shot was 11 yards yeah. with a little momentum going downhill. <laughs> right. Which, uh, I've killed a nice buck in my food plot at 20 yards, and I put the rage right through its shoulder. Yeah. Right yeah. through yeah. it. And, uh, I mean, he snow plowed, went down, and, you know, pushed himself with his back legs for about 20 yards, and then front flipped and was dead right that was there. That. And right. I think we talked about before we actually jumped on here, I mean, you can go through the shoulder. It's a matter of where exactly the thickness of the shoulder, where you're hitting it. I mean, absolutely. there's some the angles. There's, there's, there's a lot of variables. Yeah. Yeah. I two years ago I shot the one with a fixed blade uh, Viper trick in the shoulder, and I had about six inches of penetration. We never found that deer. Right. Had blood for about forty. The deer yards. is still alive. I don't think I've ever said this on a show. The neighbor has sent me a picture, and it is him. It's that same deer, but it bounced him probably a full section, full six hundred and forty acres. West. Away from you. I don't blame him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would, thought that's where mine yeah. was too. But yeah. that, that's what I didn't. I forgot to bring that up. What's crazy is you shot that deer. Right. And I'm assuming whether he was going to die or uh, not, you assumed you were never going to see him again. No, oh, because why the right. hell would he come back to yeah. the exact that same area? Right. And I kicked him up twice. Right. And I mean, been on is trying to put another arrow on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which seven year. days later. Yeah. Not only like. Come back, period, but come right. back a week later. Right. And same, I was on the other side of the property, but we're only talking 45 acres. It's not like right. Right. You're talking up on the north end of the A couple hundred yards. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which it's so thick you can't see that far, but 
I mean, still in the same pocket, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We never would have dreamed it. Rut does crazy things. I was going to say. Absolutely. Rut. That's what. Yeah, I don't think it probably – I mean, he probably wasn't even thinking of that leg. Yeah. All he was thinking about was her, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure know. it was hurting him. Oh, I'm sure it was hurting. I mean, you got a freaking split up bone. And yeah. it still had blood coming out of it a little bit. It had uh, – Probably some infection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It had gotten kind of yellow when I skinned it. Uh, it had gotten kind of funky in there. But some of it had kind of dried out where the, the actual skin, the hide had peeled back and the muscle was showing. That had dried out and got kind of hard. But there was still blood running out of it somewhat, you know, when I yeah. got up on it. But That's got to be that one. They're tough. They're so tough. 270 through the other shoulder. Was, no, Didn't matter. No more, <laughs> man. He said, I give up, man. And I felt – I would got up to him and, you know, you get emotional. But I kind of just felt bad, man. I'm like, man, oh, you – Yep. I'm sure there's bigger deer down here and older, but – you ran this bottoms and I, mm-hmm. and you ran around here with a week with a broken ass leg and you know I felt and bad. I did that to you right yeah. but we we've all been every every hunter even if a dude says I've I've never wounded a deer I've killed well just wait then because you're just being a cocky ass right. time right know, but yeah I was thinking about that on the way over here I think I've hit three with my bow that I I couldn't find one was a shoulder shot with a doe that couldn't have penetrated a couple inches I mean yeah. the whole damn arrow was sticking out of the side. And I never even found any blood on her. Another one I thought I heart shot. I don't I don't know what happened with that one. Got down in the same bottoms and I'm not so for sure if it didn't get in the river mm-hmm. or across the river and I just something happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, but you think about that and so in all your years of hunting and you've been hunting since you were tiny, you've lost two deer. Right, with my Because you didn't lose him. He's dead. Right. right. That's <laughs> so all I could yeah. It's a pretty freaking high percentage Which, when you take how many deer you've killed. And I don't I don't like I said I don't like to shoot over thirty yards. I right. make them nice in the, in the pocket, pretty much. So, yeah. no no ranging top pin. <laughs> I'm a top. Like pin. I know I know he's <laughs> yeah. right there because I'm bad about like a shot and I've missed deer. Don't get me wrong, I've missed plenty of big not plenty of big bucks, but I've missed some big bucks where I pull back and shoot, and then I don't even know what pin I used. Right. You know, because it happens so fast, and then I start ranging where he's at. I'm like, well, hell, he was thirty five. Pretty sure I put my twenty on him and pulled the trigger, you know, or <laughs> pulled the, the dirt fifteen right. yards in front of so, him. So yeah, 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 same thing. And I, I, I was super glad it was over. Like, yeah, relief, absolutely. Maybe not. I mean, I didn't even score him. I don't know if that had a part of it, but I'm kind of getting like. So let's say you don't go one fifty five. Am I going to feel bad? I'm like, dude, I just put you through a week of hell. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. I don't care what you score. a different kind of meaning. I, I Absolutely. Gonna, I've scored every other deer, but I have no reason to score this one. I don't know if it's just because. What if he does, with him. I mean, I'd say he's in the 150s, but if he isn't, what he's, does it matter, you know? Right. Well, no, first off, he's a hell of a deer no right. matter what. And I'm guessing because did, you didn't know it was him. You had a good feeling once you saw him limping, it might have been him. Just from the limping, because I never really got a great look at his rack. He's right. a mainframe 10 with two little kickers. You could probably call them a 12. You know, they're not real long, maybe an inch. But right. uh, I couldn't tell you, right? You know, if you but, set, set the racks by, I couldn't have said that's him right there, right. you know. But right. once you walked up on him, you knew it was him. The two-inch rage, the yeah, it's the big slit, you know. The wound, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, they, they do put a massive hole in them. I yeah, mean, they it, do. It did yeah. have, I mean, it was that wide, but just centered that bone absolutely mm. perfect somehow. Yeah. So but, once you knew for sure it was him, I mean, you were already happy because you obviously had killed a buck. And I'm guessing then there was relief on top of that. Relief. Okay. he He's dead now. Right. You know, this – I don't have to worry about, oh, is he dying somewhere from coyotes or right. did he live and, you know. 
and I, f- I felt bad, man. I'm like, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of my life I've been chasing big deer. Mm-hmm. You know, my 20s, that was my life. A lot of money and time and effort and, you know, there's nothing better, I don't think, than a big mature deer that's four or five years old. I mean, yeah. he's the king, man. He's lived through it all. He runs the woods, you know, and then I mm-hmm. just, he had to be in some miserable pain for a week. But, I bet. You know, so I'm definitely glad it was over, but I felt kind of more, I don't know, upset more than normal, you know, instead of just pure joy. I was like, man, yeah, that guy was hurting, but he was still on a doe. So, yeah, you know, I'd rather have that than ran down by coyotes or pinned down in a ditch or something and getting eaten. Right. And that's a story that's, I mean, that's a full week long, you know, of from the day you shot him with the bow till you killed. I mean, we've all been through that. I mean, we know the story with the one we talked about before this of mine. Andy's been through it, I'm sure. Um, I can't think of a specific story where you've had that type of, well, I guess the one we lost last year. We lost last year, TP. I mean, I got recovered him the next day. He was still alive. Oh, yeah, that was one hell of a crazy I, story. I yeah. had to walk. I mean, I he bedded down finally and was done, and I had to walk up and put, put another, another arrow, arrow in him. I mean, See, I knew that's not where I was at. I knew he wasn't done. Yeah. yeah. I was going to have to try to get another arrow in him. When he stood up, I was hoping I could get another one before he bolted. Right. I knew he wasn't in that But, shape. you know, you got to think about, I mean, your story or even like Andy's story from last year with uh, two years ago, I guess, T- three yeah, years ago, no, no, TP. I mean, you got a deer that 24 hours later is still not dead. Right. Know, that's the last thing we want as bow hunters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just to make them like go shit. through that. Terrible, and then man. put another damn arrow through them, Especially you know, to finish them. But. The respect you have for them, mm-hmm. the yeah. time and effort you put in, because killing big deer is tough, especially with a bow. And then, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, a lot of relief probably. You're just Absolutely. Like, yeah, because I don't remember – I got the text from you when I was pulling out with my d- buck in the back of my truck towards the processor. I think that's when I got the text from you. Right. Yeah. And I, like I said, it was a little different this time. Like I didn't send the mass text out of yep. pictures. It was, it, well, it was just kind of. Just kind of. There's some nostalgia to what happened for you. Absolutely. So, I mean, you kind yeah, of yeah. appreciated. Right. Yeah. And I talked to one buddy of mine. Like I texted him right after the shot or called him and said, you know, I think I just shot the one I shot with my bow. And uh, I didn't call him back until I sent Nathan the pictures, you know, which had been two or three hours because mm-hmm. I was just kind of not in a funk, but just kind of hit me different than most deer. Yeah, you know? yeah it hits a little different than right. and then normal. It, then it set in, a, how am I going to get this guy out of here because you're down in the jungle. <laughs> so my dad hunts on a different farm, and I wanted to tell him because he, you know, he'd uh, gotten the whole story and all that. And I'd went over there, and he was still hunting, did have his phone on him, so I couldn't get my foiler. So, well, heck, I'll drag it out old school style. Oh, man. <laughs> so we had cleared uh, that old logging road down into the thick stuff. We, My brother had cleared it out with a bobcat. So I was sitting down there looking. I'm like, man, I don't think I can get my truck down here, you know. <laughs> so I'd got the truck down there. So I had to drag it probably 80 yards by myself, which was fine. You're right. You know, I don't it's mind. It's doable. It. Yeah. Plus, you get to enjoy it. If that's yep. your biggest problem that day is dragging a big buck out, that ain't Gosh, a big deal. Darn it. Yeah. I'll do it every day. <laughs> so, yeah, and I went – you know, showed my old man and uh, was everybody. Uh, I mean, there was no doubt. You know, people questioned. You sure it had to be? I mean, you see yeah. the picture. Yep. There's no way around it. Yep. And uh, roller coaster was back up on top. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, and that's a seven day freaking roller coaster. You know, up straight down. 
down for a while, right? And then yeah, back up. You're probably thinking about that deer all week. I would well, assume. Come on now, yeah. yeah. Right. I drive on the highway, so uh, you know I'm constantly looking for deer. And you know that week, I'll see a good buck usually. Man, it was bigger than that one. Once, <laughs> once a day, you know, because I drive all over. You right. see, you'll see a couple good bucks that week for sure from the truck. Right. I'm just keep picturing that thing, right? You know, so yeah, and then like my boy killed his first deer. The week before that, so I was on a high of all highs, you know, yep. and then yeah. straight down, <laughs> straight down. <laughs> so actually, the roller coaster started up, then went up higher, right, and then freaking just lost my arrows, lost my deer, becoming a crossbow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with all of it, man. I think uh, I told Brian I was I'm not shooting over thirty yards again ever in my life. So yep, which I just need to shoot shoot more at over forty yards. I'm a Cameron Haynes fan. He always says shoot double what you plan on shooting. Yep. Yep. Which he's on. I believe it makes a difference. And I think, is it, is it him that says that? I know Russell does this when he starts shooting his bow every day. Um, he starts furthest back. Right. So he'll start like 60, 70 yards or wherever. And then he works his way in so that when he gets to like a 25 yard shot, it's like throwing a freaking, you yeah. know, pop can in a big-ass trash can. I shoot 30. I start off at 30, and I usually always stay 30, 40. I usually hardly ever shoot 20, mm-hmm. you know. Just like when you do when you do shoot 20, it seems like you're 10 yards away. Right. right. I it's, need to bump it up to maybe 50, 60. Right. So 40 and 30 look that much better. Yeah, if you're shooting uh, – not that you're going to take a 60-yard shot. No. But if you're shooting it and you feel decent, and then all of a sudden you jump up to 30, it's, it's probably right. – I mean, yeah. that's a hell of a – I've never in my life when I shoot a bow – I always start at 20 yards, and yeah. I go back to my 30, and I go back. It's just no, I that's just how I've always started. I do what Russell does. I got that big target out at 60 and that's yards. That's where you start. I start there. And I usually I, – most of my arrows I'm shooting at 60 yards because it's kind of the same concept because once I shoot those 40s and 20s or 30s, just like this is easy. Right. I mean, it just makes it easier. I'm not great at 60, but, I, you know – I would feel comfortable shooting a deer at 50 yards. Right. I, w- I probably wouldn't go out to 60. And that and that changes from year to year, just depending on how I'm doing. Right. How you shot, how you Yeah, got. how I'm Which, uh, I don't know if you – Cameron Haynes, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he shoots like 180, yeah. 160 because <laughs> yeah. he wants to shoot out the 80. But he's big on shooting one arrow. Like, yep. he'll get out of his truck after work and shoot one arrow, which or I'm big on that. run too. around and then – Because you're only shooting one arrow. Yeah. So, yep. I could sit here all day and dial in after 12 shots. Well, you're not getting yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, he shoots, like, one arrow after running, one arrow. Just randomly go grab your bow and shoot one arrow. Yep. And that's right now. Right, yeah. And see, I'll, I'll go – I'll start at 30, and then I'll, sh- I'll shoot a gr- one group at 30. And then I will start working back. I'll go 30. I might shoot a group at 40 shoot a group at 50 depending on if i have it set up that at that time i'll go all the way out to 80 and i'll shoot there for a little bit and before i'm done i go back to back 30 or 4 i say either 30 or 40 wherever i want to be yeah. at and then yeah it makes that difference of like that you know right. your your groupings are just like oh, this is easy now yeah, yeah. right so and you shoot the one pin the adjustable or i have you? a three pin slider all right. Yeah, that's what I got. But mine's single. I do single pin. And I get with the dial. So yeah, I'm old school. You got the yeah. five five pin fixed. Uh, I shot the vertical three pin like Trophy Ridge when mm-hmm. the vertical got popular. That's when I bought my bow. Yep. However long ago, and I never liked that at all. I felt like I uh, it, it stuffs in the way. My it just messes with my brain. Which the way that you know the, it's true that you didn't have all them arms there. But then it all kind of blended together, and a lot of times I just 
I couldn't break them apart to aim, you know. Mm-hmm. It was one big glob of – so I went to, like, a true glow three-pin. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want – really, I just want to shoot 20, 30 yards, but – I mean, that makes sense. Right. And but realistically, I, I almost never dial mine. I mean, pass – because I have – I set mine up on the three-pin, and it's, and it's 30, 40, 50. And then, you know, when I'm target shooting, yeah, I'll dial it. But when you're actually hunting, I mean – how we often all, you take it? We try to set ourselves up for that thirty and in shot. So does that thirty yard pin work from thirty yard in? On your for me, shoot, if yeah. it's a, So if it's under thirty, I'll fudge about an inch or two, okay. and yeah, it should be about hold over almost like the, you would the bow's just, fast enough that it should be. I mean, right? You just fudge a little bit. You don't have to adjust. Uh, yeah, adjust. Yeah, really. so it seems like it's happened so fast with me. I don't know if I could. And that, that's why I like having the three options at 30, right. 40, 50. Yep. If it's 30 and in, I know I'm using that top pin, the 40. And for this year, I had that one at 55. And I thought about it hard. I was like, man, I'm just not comfortable. And he, right. he's too big of a deer, too nice of a deer yeah. to, right. to do it. It would have to be a deer that – do Do I feel like I could shoot a 50-yard you know, shot? Yeah. But – he would have to have no idea you're there. Completely broadside, no idea I'm there. Right. You when, you can't be stopping yeah, them. Right. Right. Because if you're stopping them, as soon as they're going to jump that string, yeah. and I mean, you're right. going to have to really compensate for them jumping that string. That's all I was thinking about with his, and with that shoulder being back, because you said you stopped him. Right. And then you shot. And, you know, if he if he heard that string at all and went did the old the old duck. Right. Yeah. And that that that, that elbow came, came back up. at all. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who it is that we've talked to before. Maybe we haven't even talked to him, but they've talked about he took um, – it was like a 55-yard shot one time at a, a deer in a food plot. I don't remember if he said the deer was aware, but he aimed like Bottom. 16 inches under mm-hmm. where he wanted to hit because he knew that deer would drop. Have time to drop. And right. when, he, when he aimed under that – I think he even said he aimed below the deer. And hit the deer right in the lungs. Yep. By right. the time he had dropped. Yeah. Who I mean, I've also talked to somebody that says they don't stop deer. Well, that was Greg. Yeah. yeah Greg okay. Yeah. Greg yeah. Don't. I've seen some people that don't like to do it. Well, he was he was saying that he had uh, he had a, an uh, an incident one time, I guess you'd call it, where he stopped a deer and the deer came out of its skin, like right. Didn't stop. Took off and never yeah. you know came back. So if a deer's close enough, he doesn't like to stop him. He'll he practices with you know, movement. And, uh, I mean, he killed a huge deer, I guess, last year now when we talked to him about that, and the deer was still walking when he shot right. him. Seems like a lot of my deer on the wall have come from getting grunted at, snort wheezed right. at, because I'm hunting that week where they're oh, yeah. reactive to calls, and it yep. goes from, that looks like a good one, to snort wheeze, he's running at me, <laughs> oh, stop, shoot. pull, yeah. and then what pin did I use? You know, it happens that <laughs> quick, so... Yeah. yeah, I've thought about going to the but it's so you're saying you're an instinct shooter. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I would I'm say I'm a top pin shooter. Be close, <laughs> man. I like them close. I would say like us three have all all became better archers when we started elk hunting. Oh, for sure. Because that first year we went elk hunting, well, me at least, you had already been. But like we I practiced sitting down. Oh yeah. I practiced in weird positions. I practiced uh like I'd go run around the house twice and then go grab my bow and have tense Give yourself 10 seconds to make a shot. Cameron Haynes style. Yeah. yeah. And we might have got some of that from him, um, but like Russell and Andy were telling us about different <laughs> no, yeah. ways that you have to Absolutely. be ready. Yeah, and I feel like that's – I've definitely slacked in that department back before, 
in my 20s, I used to have a ladder stand by my house. Yep. Just in my side yard that mm-hmm. I would shoot out of a stand. Yep. I would shoot with the clothes that I hunted on. I would shoot with gloves on. Same thing. Yep. And, you know, I've just fallen away from that. I, I shoot, you know, here and there. And then month before season, I try to shoot, you know, every other day, every day. Sure. But just more practice is better, yeah. better off you're going to be. Especially yeah. in them weird situations, twisting in the tree, which two years ago, a buck came on the same path, same same thing, same weekend, shot and missed him at the 40 yards, same path, same. I actually trim, trimmed a limb to give me more of an opening. Right. And uh, he didn't even know what happened. A doe had come in there, and he left with the doe back up that tree line, and then about... 45 minutes later that she ran out into the cow pasture and he was behind her. And then he ended up popping the fence with her and coming right underneath me. And I shot him an hour later, top pin style, <laughs> right through the lungs. So yeah, yeah, same. I mean, it's just one of those spots that that right time of the year could just be crazy. Yeah. But well, and the, and the thing, I mean, the thing is, if you think about the shot you made on him, it was, it was a good shot. Yeah. It just happened, yeah. unfortunately with the rifle to be, where his right. bone was not exactly where it needed to be. But it's a, that path is in my head, I guarantee it, because I was thinking about it before. Like, he did not split to the path that comes underneath me. I was already thinking about it. It's going to be a 40-yard shot. You know, I missed that nine-pointer mm-hmm. there. You you were – you had negativity creep into your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to be practicing. I'm not going to – it wasn't I'm going to smoke this dude. It was, right. oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, that, that first buck that come through, it was dark, and he come the path. I'm like, I'm going to smoke you. And then I let him walk and wasn't old enough or big enough. And uh, every deer after that took that middle path. I think I seen eight that morning. Yeah. So every one of them would have been a 40-yard shot, so I just got to work on it. Yeah. Where next year. You ever thought about that? moving a stand. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, see, that's I'm pretty close to the edge of my property there. So I, 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 and there's – once you get off that tree line down in the river bottom, it's like you said. You, there's you, no trees. There's just yeah. I'm in the tree. I've done tried to get closer. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, this is the tree. I don't know if anybody has uh, ever tried this, but I, I I don't remember why it creeped in my mind. But you ever thought about taking like a a deer target out to where you hunt and moving it in different positions absolutely. and but, shooting it? Absolutely. Thought about it. Yeah. Other than like, oh shit, is every deer in the county hearing me shooting my bow forty times out right. here? But, but middle of the summer, or right? Turkey hunting after you go turkey hunting, do it, yeah. Like, okay, I need to trim this tree limb because I didn't realize it was in the way once I put this target here or whatever. So on my way out after I'd kicked them up and all that when I was bow hunting, I'd stopped and look. So I'm gonna block this path by somehow and force <laughs> him around to get thirty yards. I'm gonna let me drop one of these trees yep. right on that path. I'm gonna hinge cut this sucker shut. Right, and then I'm like, then he'd go around the other side to yards. be a fifty yard shot. Right, <laughs> which yeah, I mean, which I've killed some deer. Same concept with my rifle, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna have to do a little more practicing. Yeah. Hey, it worked out, and it's a cool story to you know to to boot now. I mean, yeah, not many people have something like that happen where they injure a deer or you know miss an opportunity on a deer and right. a week later kill it right it definitely would have been my biggest bow kill probably probably my biggest rifle kill too mm-hmm. it's probably all over 150s for sure he's a hell of a deer yeah, yeah. hell so, of a deer and uh huge body i mean probably five-year-old if i had to guess just what you're looking for yep. stud that's the man awesome. that's awesome man i'm glad you could put a bow on it and right i literally think because then I called you on the way to the processor, 
And I literally think I said, this would make a great show. Right. You're like, let's do it. <laughs> That's what I sent a picture uh, to somebody in the back of the truck. He looked real good and wide. And like, I got that picture. Right. He said, I would have shot him twice. I said, I did. I said, I would have shot him. If he even would have flickered, I would have shot him. I give him my rifle because I'm not going through this again. Man. So, Double tap. Right. <laughs> so nice. Shot him twice. Isn't yep. that the first rule of uh, zombie land? I think it is. Double tap. Double tap. <laughs> <laughs> my place, it's so thick. If it was my rifle, I shoot twice. Yeah. If there's a chance. Like, yeah. Why even? I mean, yeah. you may lose some meat, but I'm not about to lose them again. Because it's just so damn thick and all the logs laying down. I don't know how many logs I walked up onto getting ready to celebrate and then not the back that's of a deer. deer. <laughs> right. See, that's just, it, it's so neat, I mean, to see in Missouri because you have that property. I've grown up hunting fence lines, tree lines. The majority of the deer I've shot with my rifle for sure. Usually open field. Right. I've, I've shot very few in the timber. Uh, my bow have all been mainly in timbers. But uh, rifle, I mean, right. I typically watch them fall just because. Like, I don't think I could probably. I can sh- see them for a couple hundred yards. Right. I don't yeah. think there's probably a, I could shoot over 80 yards. I mean, maybe, you know, the right. Perfect clearing. Perfect clearing. But, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it seems like my place has changed from wide open river bottom land where you could see almost all the way through yeah. it. When the neighbors were hunting, it was like you'd hear gunshots and wait for something to come blazing through, you mm-hmm. know. And then I started bow hunting, and then them trees died. And it's like a whole new property almost. Yeah. It's the same, you know, it's not even the same concept anymore. Yeah. Which, it's been fun. That's bad. I mean, that's part of all of it, you know. I can't. Yeah. It's worked out. Absolutely. I'm and ready. To tie it back into our small properties episode. It all happened on 45, all happens with Jeff on 45 acres, which right. isn't a tiny property. No, right. and it, but you don't need 500 acres no. to kill great deer. Which I watched a lot of the jury guys, and he I think has sold one of his bigger farms. I think he mm-hmm. said the biggest farm he has is 200 acres now. He's got a lot of little. He called them satellite farms, like 50 acre farms, and he mm-hmm. runs them cameras, puts a good food plot in there, and when he sees them daylighting, he slips in there and can kill them. Yeah, which you know, hunt it right. He's oh. just got more 50 acre farms to do sure. that yeah. on. But yeah, I think he had I set, somebody would have like you know. Hunted a deer when it was daylight in another farm. Probably would have had that one too. Yeah, yeah, that might have happened to me once or twice when I should have been at happened one farm, but the, at another happened farm. To, happened to both of you, I believe. Well, these yeah. new cameras. They... I, didn't, I, didn't, I never hunted the other farm this year. I was just I'm never there on the right day. I'm talking about reptile. Yeah, just not there the right day. I hey, he's I lo- never there the right day when Dude, he calls me. I love her. <laughs> But I'm blaming all that on my daughter and her volleyball. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with it, man. Dude, I go, they're not, not there. Not, I go home, they're there, man. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. These cameras ain't good for you that go to your Three, phone, man. Oh, you're no, up. you're right. Yeah. Three different freaking nights. My, I'm sitting in my daughter vo- my daughter's volleyball games, and boop, there's an email, and there he is. And I'm right. just like, I'm freaking done. <laughs> right my wife, what are you doing? Why are you always looking at your phone? I'm like, man, I, I got to see what's on. <laughs> Which... Uh, I'm ready, man. I wish it could be the first two weeks of November, you know, all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm already thinking about next year. Yeah. I've already been up north and kind of – I'm putting another blind in for, uh, specifically for my boys, like right. crossbow. I'm planning on shooting deer here out of this. Yeah. We'll put another little food plot in front of it, and uh, I'm ready. Let's keep it going. You yeah. Know? What's well, your food plot uh, of choice? Uh, Biologic Clover Plus, which I'll add a little chicory into it. Yeah. Seems like they destroy the chicory. And then I usually, uh, like one corner of it, it's probably a half acre to three acres or three quarters of an acre. What I used to do, I would plant the whole field in clover and then I would overseed it with some of that 
the turnips. Okay. The, the maxima. Yeah. But I would make it uh, the line of taller to shorter, like 30 yards in front of my stand. Okay. So if they walk that edge, that was 30 yards. Yeah. Which it wasn't much of an edge, but, you know, that turnip stuff can get that tall and oh, the yeah, right. shorter. Tall. But kind of somewhat of a funnel. I mean, it's not a funnel, but if they're going to walk that edge, I know exactly. You know, grazing on both of them. Right. right. Yeah. Which – it's a reference point. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Now, this time, I think I did the whole field in clover and chicory, and then uh, this new little blind on the opposite side there, I can probably get another little half acre. I'm going to do all turnips on that side. And I got the blind set up just for pretty much crossbow, just for my yeah. boys. So hopefully get my youngest one deer too. So Nice. Cool. Yeah, they're fired up. That's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Well, bud, congrats again. Thank I mean, you. that's a hell of a story. Like I said, I'm – before this year, I had never heard of, you know, someone having that happen. And then I had two people that I heard within a few weeks of each other had that happen yeah, to right. them. Makes it's rare. How tough they are, too. Ah, oh, man. Resilient. Unbelievable. I saw that video on freaking Instagram again today. Well, of that back strap. Oh. Yeah. The, it, have you ever seen that video? I, I don't know what it is, but. There's half a deer Somebody's there. trail cam is set on video. And this deer walks in front of it. And he literally has an entire, you can see his shoulder working. As he's walking, he's missing all of his back strap, mm. and you can see his shoulder, bl- mm. you know, bone moving. Nasty. And he's mm. just walking through like Dusty's. One of our good friends, boy, killed one a big buck and had an arrow with his rifle, had an arrow in its head in his face, had come down in front of his eye, and half his front of his uh, jaw, like his nose, was missing. Mm. I don't know if it like rotted off. I don't know if the arrow, but. The arrow had broke off, and the broadhead was still stuck in, like, the upper jaw. And Dusty said it was almost like an infection drain. The green stuff was coming out of the arrow, out oh. of its face. Yeah. yeah. And it had been in there a while that it healed around it. And yeah. Like, you could shake it, but you couldn't pull it out. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, like, I would say that was probably the year before or even, you know, I don't know. Tough. They're, they're the – I mean, we had a buddy, he shot one during rifle, was that two years ago? I think it was 2018 when we all killed a mm-hmm. good deer, but he had oh. one with the shoulder, uh, with an arrow stuck in its shoulder, right? No, it's neck. neck. Oh, it was his neck. Yeah. I, mean, Aaron, I mean, the entire arrow was, right. I mean, yeah. it was out like this full far. Length. I mean, it's right. full length arrow sticking out of this deer's neck. I've seen that. Dad's got a skull that he found back when he was farming, and it's an old school muzzy broadhead, aluminum arrow. And it is shot in between the eyes. You can see it goes in between the eyes, down through, and the broadhead sticking out in its throat. Uh, conservation agent thinks, you know, the deer just basically starved to death because it couldn't, right. it couldn't eat, couldn't swallow. Right. I think that's what would have happened with this buddy of mine because the front of his face, he was boogered up, but mm-hmm. he'd made it a while. I've seen Adam LaRoche kill a mule deer from, uh arrow sticking out of its back still chasing does and running little bucks off of half an arrow sticking out of its back yeah there's a picture going around instagram right now that it's either been shot with a gun or a bow but it's got a wound where you would think it would be a dead deer any other time but i mean it you know it's living yes uh i think it was uh pat reeves or uh that other guy can't think of his name had it on video uh, I think they. Are you talking about that picture? Yeah, yeah. Well, they called that deer Moses or something. Or uh, I mean, like you said, you would have thought it was perfect. He was angling away, perfect, and uh, they got pictures of it still alive. It centered one of them ribs and never entered its body. Kind of same concept as mine, but mm-hmm. it was on a rib bone. 
like you would have, I would have thought for sure. I would have called everybody on that. I mean, I, yeah, a rib bone would piss me off for right. I mean, I square it. Oh. You couldn't have squared it up better. And, uh, yeah. That's that, nuts. I don't even like to call people until I get my hands on them anymore. That's a, that's a, that's a bad feeling when you, well, no. Yeah, their, their will to survive is, I mean, like, I can only imagine me in that situation. You know, like, if I got shot, I'd be like, Okay, where can I find the closest tree to hang myself and All get right. this over with? Well, <laughs> like, I think that let me in this. The power of the rut, too. Yeah, I'm like that guy was still worried about that doe, and you've got a split bone. Like, no. Look at that that video of that deer when he walks into view. Oh man, he's missing half his damn body and just. I wonder how the heck that happened. Yeah, Oof. he had to have got hit by a car or something. Oof. But anyway, that's what I was telling you about. But hey, man. Congratulations. Yep. Crazy story. Awesome story. Ended up awesome. People are going to see a picture of him. He's a great deer. Um, and uh, awesome story. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. You two got anything? Nope. Jeff, bud, thanks for coming on again. Let's, let's do it next year. Let's do it. See yeah. ya. See ya. All right. Thanks to Jeff for coming on. Yeah. yeah. That's that. an amazing story. I mean, just one of those, I don't know. Yeah, kind of <clears throat> nice to get some closure on a story like that. Yeah, I mean, I would feel like complete dog crap that entire week, just know and be like, man, you know it's going to die at some point, mm-hmm. more than likely. I mean, we we talk about it, but they're tough animals, but you just think you're like, the thing's going to die. It's going to die. It's yeah. At some point, it was because of me, more than likely. It just, it'd be a rough week. Yeah. For sure. Well, and even like once we recovered him, it, it was still bleeding a little. Right. Had infection setting in. I would assume that deer would have died eventually. Right. You know, maybe in a month, two months, but you would have thought something would have I don't happened. know. I mean, you see a lot. I mean, you That's see true. deer with three legs. That's yeah. a good point. Definitely. Now, I was actually talking to the landowner because I actually posted a picture. Yeah. I, got a, I got a deer that it's legs been broken somehow i don't know it doesn't yeah yeah. i don't know if it got hit by a car i don't know i don't know if it was a fight i don't know what happened but things obviously cannot use his front right and i was talking to the landowner and he's like he's like hey are you gonna shoot that thing if he comes out i'm like i just i don't know yet i guess i'm gonna have to see him on the hoof if i see these getting around okay i might Mm -hmm. just let him pass because he's not a prize winning deer or nothing like that he's young still but so i'm like i don't know i don't know and he's like yeah i mean he's like it could make it he's like i've had a, a doe that i've seen for three years that had w- three legs he's like yeah. sometimes they do sometimes they don't it just depends on the animal so yep. you know it's a tough call to make in my situation obviously jeff was the one that put the deer in that situation <laughs> so he wanted to tie you know he wanted to like finish the story or yeah finish the, the job and do that so i don't know yeah that's and and he did uh, but you just you not many people get that opportunity no, to, to close the all. book on it right it's i i hit him i tried to find him i know i injured it and it's over i can't you know it's over right. they never see that deer ever again kind of like yours uh from last year mm-hmm. although i feel like you might have maybe seen him a week or so later you thought, but you yeah, couldn't be for sure. I thought we did, and I mean, it was, he was a long ways away. And then I had several people like driving by the property, say they seen him, and but, but who knows, you know? That they are right, yeah. yeah. So like for you, you never got to close that book, as far nope. as you know, Jeff. But no, I, didn't you find out? I said we. I mentioned earlier that uh, the neighbor showed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, showed me a picture that he was getting uh, getting the that deer on camera only at night, like 
two o'clock in the morning. He was he was purely nocturnal. And it's this year, and he is like, yeah, this year, and he's like a whole section to the west. What did his rack do? It, I'm curious. It, it blew up. So he's, <laughs> so he's a monster he, now. He's a pure monster. Just like a freak on add, one side add to the too. freaking oh. salt. In the yeah. And you can see, like, the the reason I know it's him is the shape of the brow tines, and he still has the flyer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Crazy. Way to go. So Andy does get to close that book in a very depressing way. He's yeah. not closed yet. He's still he's still alive. From you say he's like an entire section of land away now, though. All it takes somebody pushing back my way. Let's see. So if somebody shoots him in the shoulder over there, maybe he'll come back over. I wonder why he's only nocturnal far away. <laughs> yeah. I got shot over there. Yeah. And, I mean, where he's at is, you know, Nate, you helped me track blood. I, yeah. The direction he was moving, he is that straight direction. west. I mean, he is. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool that he's alive. I mean, yeah. at least you know. But, uh, yeah, and uh, like I said, no, not many people get that opportunity. Jeff no. was able to make it happen. We actually had another buddy I think we mentioned in the show had that happen this year, Tristan yep. Yep. Uh, Williams. Congrats to you as well. Um, perseverance. Perseverance. You you act, you look like you've got something to say, Micah. No. You, I'm just ready for you to hit that stop button so I can go home and go to bed. All right. Micah's ready to end <laughs> this. Congrats to Jeff. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys. See you.